Hello and welcome to Life Changes You. I'm Daniel and we're back for another week in this new year. I'm really excited about this next guest because I think we've tried over the last two, maybe three months, we've had little chats about coming on the podcast and we've never been able to sync and then Christmas came and, you know, COVID's still going on. So now I can actually introduce her and have a great chat with her. It's Natalie Miller-Snell. She is a clarity coach and she's got a really interesting story that I think is very positive and will motivate people out there who are feeling like, oh God, what am I going to do? Because we all feel like that at some stage. And when I was 47, because I'm 50 now, I was out of work for two years and I managed to change everything around and now everything's going well. And this is the same thing that our Clarity Coach from NMS Coaching and Natalie is going to talk about. So hello, Natalie. How are you? I'm good. I was going to say good morning, but it's good evening for you. It's 8 late. It's what, 8 p.m. <laughs> yes. And it's 9 a.m. for me. I, I saw it on the calendar this morning and I just thought, oh, cracky, bless him. It's really late. And I am so grateful. Thank you so much for having me on. I know, as you mentioned, we've been trying to get this sorted for a few months now. I've been loving watching and, and you know seeing you on Instagram because that's effectively where we met, wasn't it? Yes, all yes. of your fantastic motivational posts, all of the positivity, the inspiration. I mean, I get inspired from your posts as well. Plus right. your general message, having listening into your podcast, the the theme and the idea, it's very similar to what we do and well, sorry, what I do with my um, show sees the day. We've got a, a, the similar idea, just bringing real stories to the table about how people survive and thrive almost and the kind of tools that they use to get there. So I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much. Uh, fantastic. I'm so glad to have you. And as you just said, yeah, I, I think, uh, well, I don't think there are enough podcasts that focus on inspirational people, people who yeah. are just normal humans doing what they do, but inspiring others. And that's what I like about your message. And that's what I like about what we're going to talk about today, um, what's happened to you, because I think the more positivity we have at the moment going through two years of COVID, still going through COVID, the more positive uh, inspirational stuff we can put out there and the more stories from different types of people that people listen to, they then open up their minds and go, actually, I never knew that about this person or these people or yeah. this uh, organisation. And it's really, I mean, what I found last year doing the podcast is the variety of people I spoke to, I was learning so much. And from what I get back from either emails or messages, people are saying, look, I never even thought about listening to something on autism or uh, listening yeah. to male anorexia. And, you know, it came on and you talk so well and your guests talk so well that it just sounds like you're listening to two people sitting down having a coffee and you're sort of like yeah. listening in to see what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're in a coffee shop. You're, you're next door to somebody on the table, aren't you? And you can just get snippets of the conversation like, oh, that's really interesting. I'm going to you know, take that forward in my own life. Yeah. <laughs> and I listened to yours the other day and now it's escaped me. It was just in my head that second. Um, I think it was the one either just before Christmas or just after Christmas. But as I said to you, when I messaged you, I really like your voice. It's so good for oh, podcasting. It's so easy yeah. to listen to. And I think you have a lot of character in your voice, which is good because some people yeah. can seem to just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And you actually, you're bouncy and, and that interacts better, I think, with your brain. You, you'd catch on to mm -hmm. it more because you go, oh, wow, this person's really interesting. I like the sound of their voice. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's kind of almost embodying your feeling and allowing that out. And in fact, you know what, that's probably a nice segue into talking coaching, perhaps as well. 
one of the things that I'm really passionate about is enabling and encouraging and supporting people to embrace their authentic selves. Because a lot of the time, and particularly with how COVID has not so many folks, I mean, it's, as you said, it's been two years. We yeah. commented literally before we started recording. I can't believe that actually it's whizzed by a good reflection point. And a lot of people I'm experiencing have lost confidence, yep. have lost their kind of sense of purpose and sense of self. And it's about trying to support people to really look inside themselves, start listening to ourselves as well about what it is that we want to do so we can grab those goals, think about the future. As Dr. Andy Cope and Gavin Oates say in their book, Shine, it's a beautiful book if anyone wants to get it. They talk about hugs, yep. huge, unbelievable, great goals. And just go for them because we can do anything we want to when we set our heart to it. You did it. Uh, I, am I right? Is it 2019? No, 2017. Did you yeah, start 2019? I started the yeah. podcast. Okay, brilliant. And huge successful and great, you know, feedback and everything you're getting. So we can do anything that we want to when we set our mind to it. Yeah. And look, you know, in 2019, I thought, look, I want to do a podcast. I was lucky. I have a friend who sound edits. Um, and I said, how do I do it? And he said, look, just start and we'll see how we go. And the first 10, 15 people were all friends of mine that I knew. Luckily, I had a few friends who were psychologists and meditation people and stuff like that. So it was interesting people. And towards the end of uh, 20, what are we now? 2022. The end of 2020, oh, yeah, no, yeah. I, was, I was finding it hard to get guests because guests were like, oh, you know, COVID's around. And I don't really want to talk about anything because I'm feeling pretty down, blah, blah, blah. And then mm. 2021 starting on Instagram, starting to make connections, people starting to follow me. And all of a sudden I was asking people and then people were just emailing me saying, can I come on mm. and talk about this or that? And it was like, wow, there's all these interesting people that I guess if I wasn't on Instagram, I wouldn't have found those people like I found you. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. you start to um, integrate with people who have the same thoughts and feelings and how they yeah. can change things. And all of a sudden you've got this huge web of people and I've got a few people who have come back a couple of times last year. They're coming back a few times this year. Maybe you'll be another one. So you then start to get a little stable of guests who have yeah. always got interesting stuff to talk about and people just gel with them. I've got one guy who is a psychologist who's talked about, um, I can't even remember that. He talked about narcissism on one of them. I can't remember the other three <laughs> topics, but people love him because oh, yeah, yeah, have great energy when we're talking. Yeah. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? And it gives people a boost and a lift and, and just, you know, gives a little bit of brightness almost to the world as well, which is really fantastic. And look, mental health, talking about mental health, psychology, positivity, it doesn't need to be talked about in an academic way. We're both, no, trained, oh, crikey. We both yeah, know a lot absolutely. of stuff about all those different topics, yeah. but it can still be fun and engaging. Do you know, you're so right. And I think there's a there's a big thing around. It can be daunting as well. It doesn't have to be, you know, words that have got five syllables in. You can really bring it down to self. How am I doing? And connection. This is it. We're connecting now. The yeah. whole thing. We are energetic beings. We're a tribal species at heart. The core of our being needs people around us. So to have that connection, be it audio, listening to people, be it tapping in, actually maybe engaging in video, you know, if, if people feel comfortable with it, but actually listening to each other as well. Because what we gain and what you started this podcast with, when we actually listen to each other, it's amazing how we've all been through very similar things or we can identify with struggles and actually it can really help us focus on what we're going through and perhaps give it a different perspective so we can change how we, whatever it is that we might want to do. Exactly. And I think um, when I first started, I was like, oh, I don't want to talk about my age. I don't want to talk about this. But then as I started- You don't look 50, by the way. <laughs> 51, actually. <laughs> is it a bit, wow. 
I love that. As I started to talk about these different things about me, then I realised, hey, I don't need to hold anything back. And the more authentic you are, I had an email, uh, it might have been last year or it might have been the year before, from someone who said they had mental health issues and they never felt like they could talk to anyone about it. But after listening to a couple of podcasts and hearing how we spoke about it and it wasn't all Mm. doom and gloom, they actually opened up and started telling their friends and their friends went, I didn't even know you had a mental issue, a health issue. And yeah. they went, no, because I hide it. And they said, we'll be open. And and another email that came back from them, that might have been a message. Look, too many, I can't remember. But they said, <laughs> now I've opened Busy up man. to my friends. <laughs> I realised that I didn't need to hide it and they are accepting. And I think that's what's happening in the world now, especially during COVID. Everybody knows someone who's had some anxiety or depression. And so mm-hmm. it makes it a lot easier for people to open up and talk about how they're feeling. Whereas before yeah. it was almost like still taboo, all mental health issue, stereotype, you're that person. And now people are realizing we're not all stereotypes. We're all different. We all have different things, anxiety, depression, mental health issues, and they're all normal things to have. Yeah, absolutely. And it's okay as well. And it's, I would argue almost it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because people look at failure as being a really harsh thing to deal with. And emotionally, it can be quite challenging and struggles as well. But there's almost a little bit about we need to have an element of struggle in our life to be able to see the goodness. Like light doesn't Perfect. exist without darkness. Yeah. And, and I know that sounds really hard to swallow sometimes, but I look back and, you know, I'll go, I'll talk about the story now. At the start of COVID and everything that I went through, there's so much I've learned about myself, Daniel. Honestly, there's so much. And had I not experienced that, I wouldn't be where I am now. Yep. So whilst there was a you know a decent amount of pain and darkness, the light has now presented itself, yep. which is phenomenal. Yeah. So How should we go there? We, we, we should go there because what you were saying there, <laughs> I, I said just briefly in the intro, I was out of work for nearly two years. And yeah. when you're out of work, you feel like I'm not, not good enough. No one wants me. Every interview I went for, they said to me, you're overqualified. You won't stay. Now I've started my own business with a friend of mine and the podcasting. And last year I had a call from uh, an agency I work in disability and they said, oh, could we send a, a participant your way? And I said, yeah, you could. And I said, actually, I came for a job with you about three years ago and you told me that I was overqualified. And she said, well, you've proved it, haven't you? Because you've got your own business. And I was like, actually, yeah. Because I was getting ready to go, oh, you know what you missed out on. <laughs> and actually, came in, actually, that's right. You're, you're quite right. Look at me now. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. That's fantastic. And how I think we can see things through different lens as well. Okay, so I am a coach right, and I love what I do. And in fact, if I reflect on my young childhood as well and, and growing up, and even when I came out of university, I studied civil engineering at Warwick in wow. the UK and England. Yeah, be, be, great, great, great topic. And great, there's so much involved in there. And, and my father said to me, he relayed this a few weeks ago, after I finished my course, did you enjoy it? To which I replied to him, well, no, dad, I don't really want to do it. I want to help people. So I've always had at the core, the root of um, who I am, that kind of drive to help people, that sort of purpose, I suppose, or calling, if you like. And I suspect there's a number of us who feel that too. As I mentioned, we're we're a tribal species at heart. So we really do want to connect with each other. So I moved into the kind of construction world and I did very well. I, you know, went up the ladder. I, I excelled. I, I did well. And I managed to get myself into good positions and just learned a lot along the way. Yep. And as it would be, I decided to, I think it was 2019 or that, you know, the, the years blur a bit now. 
I left my role because I kind of thought, no, I want to get into coaching now. This is the time I need to do that. So I was working as a freelancer um, over 2019 going into 2020. And, you know, we were watching the world start to, you know, implode, explode, however you want to to talk about it with the virus starting in China. And then it moved to Europe and then it started spreading. And I was literally between employment, between freelance employment when the virus, you know, that they they announced that we were in this global pandemic and in the UK, they shut everything down. Yeah. So I went from being in freelance employment, a very healthy salary to absolutely nothing whatsoever. Overnight, it all stopped. And unfortunately, because I was in that situation, not, not in a kind of fixed bit of employment, I didn't qualify for any of the generous benefits the government yeah. were dishing out at the time. Yeah. So, I mean, it was terrifying, Daniel. Honestly, I've got family at home. I've got two young boys. Like I say, salary to nothing. We, we had savings, gratefully. So we were able to, to, to kind of dive into those. And I recognise its perspective in that sense. And you really need to look at it. But as the months went on and that pot went down and down, yeah. I've never experienced such a dark void as I went into. And I mean, I, I don't necessarily want to go into too much detail about it, but I had some really horrendous thoughts at that moment about actually what would be better for my family in this instance you know Um, and it really was a really really dark time and I look back now and I reflect on it and I I think to myself I I didn't have enough respect for money before that moment you know being in a decent job and having the career growth that I had back then and to experience the acute pain that you get when money starts to dry up, yeah. it's phenomenal. And that kind of worry. So I almost feel, and this goes back to the struggle I mentioned a moment ago, I almost feel like I had to experience that as you know, terrible as that might sound for me to recognize and realize now and apply myself in a very different way. But also for me to be able to relate to clients Definitely. and people around me to really feel people struggle, because I think I understood it cognitively before, yep. but I did not understand it emotionally. And yep. that's a really different animal. So how I kind of got myself out of that situation, I, I appreciate I've probably done that in a very a general way, that story. And by all means, if there's anything you want to tap into, we can do. I connected with people. I kind of realized, right, okay, I want to be a coach now. You know, COVID has afforded me the opportunity. I'm not working. Let's yep. just jump into this. Let's go for it. Yep. So I, I had to step out of every single comfort zone I had. And touching on what you mentioned a moment ago as well, my confidence was rock bottom, imposter syndrome, next level, because I was going from being what was an expert in my previous career to yeah. a novice, or at yeah. least that's how I saw myself. Yeah. Albeit I did have life experience, which really does help in any kind of coaching capacity, I think. So I reached out to people, I'd coaching community, and I, uh, I spoke to people about the challenges that I was feeling and facing and really allowed allowed myself to almost sit in that moment, grieve a little bit, because I think we all went through the Kubler-Ross grief curve with COVID, you know, that shock, anger, this isn't happening, depression, and then kind of, all right, I can see there's light at the end of the tunnel now. We're going back up. There's opportunities, there's possibility. And we're still hitting that wave because it, well, it doesn't seem to ease at the moment, does it? It's like something that I don't think any of us will ever go through again. And generations to come will ask us about it and they won't 
realized the gravity of how bad it was. I mean, I was fortunate enough that we were able to stay open and work, but driving to work and seeing no cars on the road and the occasional person walking along with a mask on, and then you'd be in here working all day in your bubble with six or seven participants and then leave and there's no one around again and you'd go in the shops and it was like an apocalypse. There was no food, oh, yeah. no toilet paper, yeah. nothing. You know, so in, in years to come, people, I mean, your, your children will probably go to, oh, mum, it couldn't have been that bad, you know, because yeah. they haven't experienced it. And this is something that, you know, no one ever thought would happen. And it's probably the biggest thing we're ever going to face. I mean, our parents would have gone through world wars, whereas mm. for us, we haven't been through anything like this. I mean, it was almost yeah. like you were going to get ready to have a ration book because you couldn't get anything. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting comparison, too, because I know that it was spoken about at the time, the kind of, you know, the, the war aspect and whatnot. And I, I mean, you, you don't ever want to compare either of them. What stuck for me or stood out for me, should I say, in terms of what we've experienced in this really unusual time is that isolation. Yeah. And I think that was the biggest thing for everybody, not having that immediate contact. And I know a few of your guests have spoken about it, too being a way that, you know, how that affects you mentally as well. And how, if you don't make that effort to be, you know, connected to somebody, because we can just sit at home and not do anything. Yeah. That's when things can spiral out of control. This kind of thing is hugely important. Making the effort, picking up the phone, just engaging with anybody is enormous. And it can take what is, we've got some fabulous books for my sons actually and we talk a great deal about mental health with them and one of the books talks about how you can have a little monster within you it's that thought process and actually if you allow the thought to just kind of do its thing the monster in this book gets bigger and bigger and bigger but then as soon as you talk about it as soon as you put it out and outside it just gets so much smaller again so I think there's a huge thing just picking up the phone and ringing somebody. And then if there's something else you need beyond that in terms of extra support, absolutely go for it. But just that immediacy is huge. And that, that changed the world for me. I was going to say last year, but it's now the year before, isn't it? Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, just the contact and actually being kind to myself because, yeah. you know, this is an unusual situation you, you, you find yourself in not to berate yourself, you know, and share both what you're experiencing. And I'll be honest at the time, I don't know that I was able to articulate it particularly well with people around me because I felt a bit of shame. Yeah. You know, so that kind of over uh, kind of took over and didn't let me talk about it. And I think think that bit that you just said then is perfect because I think there are a lot of people who have, some mental health issue. And I think their biggest part of it, like I said about the email I got from that lady, was mm. the shame of having it or feeling that way. Yeah. And why won't people won't understand how I feel? And they might not actually be able to understand exactly how you feel, but they'll have something in them that relates to how you're feeling. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And going back to the sharing part as well, it when we talk out loud, when we, you know, in this capacity as well, when we're able to touch different people or just somebody down the road. It really helps lift other people because we don't feel alone anymore. No. And we thought, as you say, there's a part of it that will resonate. Yeah. There might be some words in what I say now, there'll be some words in another podcast that really land with me that enable and project somebody to, to move forward. And I think that's the real magic when we 
think about it in kindness in that sense to actually share stories is really helpful for both us on a personal level yeah. but those around us because we are energetic beings and there's an argument or there's a thought if you like that we are all connected yeah and everything that we do ultimately helps somebody else and if we think about the bigger global picture and how we can all support each other it's really good to to, to share um i think for sure look I've i've always said even before i started the podcast that i like to think that if something I say resonates even like a grain of sand. I say it's like a grain yeah. of sand, but, you know, with one person who it might not affect them, but they might go and talk to their son or daughter or their mum or dad or their friend and say, actually, I was speaking to this person or I heard this podcast and I heard this little bit and does that work for you? And that person might go, oh, that's exactly what I need to hear. You know, so if we make one little change and I'm just reading behind you, it says time to change. You know, yes. what a great, what a great statement because we all, we all learn so much every day. And if we take away a little bit of information from a conversation we hear, uh, that can change our whole life. You know, yeah. as you were saying before, you never really had the time or the inclination or the possibility of starting your coaching. Well, for yeah. me, I got sick with fibromyalgia and spent six months on the couch, couldn't do much at oh. all. And while I was off work, I thought, I'm going to do my diploma in counselling. And people all said to me, no, you'll never be able to do it. You've got chronic fatigue. You'll never be able to stay awake. And gradually I got through it. And I actually finished it instead of in the 18 months, in 15 months. So oh, I finished yay. that. And, but if I hadn't become sick, I would still be doing what I was doing before. So yeah, even though it's a bad illness and a lot of people suffer really badly from it, to me it was almost a blessing because it gave me that opportunity to sit back and go, actually, I want to make some changes and I'm going to do my best to start now. Do you know, it's interesting you say that. I've had a, an incredible, well, she's a friend of mine now, actually. Again, meeting through this pandemic, she also hosts a podcast called um, A Life Less Ordinary, um, she had a terrible accident when she was in her 20s, I think it was, and is now paraplegic from one of her spine vertebrae on the way down and totally inspiring. And as you say, it's nuggets of information. She also has that same kind of philosophy in that I am almost a bit grateful it happened because it's changed how I see things yeah. and the impact of what we go through. So there's all, there's something in recognizing and looking at what reframing almost, putting a different lens on and it's NLP, Great however words. you want to look at it. Yeah. To see what's going on and how we can action and take our life in a different way. And, you know, and if you need to, you know, mourn almost in the moment, do that, get rid of it, shift yeah. it out of your body. You don't need it. You don't need to hang on to that. And then, okay, who, who do I need to speak to? What do I need to learn? Where do I need to go? How can I do that? And when am I going to start? I was really lucky with my chronic fatigue specialist. He said to me, look, you're either going to spend the rest of your life in bed, maybe in a wheelchair, or what do you want to do? And when he said that to me, I thought, I'm here once. I know people have said mm -hmm. to me on the podcast, oh, no, you might be here again. I might be. I don't know. But in this one life, I needed to do something. And I couldn't be the person who was in bed every day. That didn't work for me. So I had to make the changes and the changes were great changes and they've given me a great life that I really enjoy now. So anyone who's listening, who's got illnesses and stuff, I understand where you're coming from. Just see what you can do, see what you can yeah. change. Because even if you've got a really bad illness, you might be able to do some work from home. You might be able to start a podcast and tell other people about your illness and get other people on to talk about illnesses. There's so much we can do nowadays with technology. We don't need to just give up. 
And there's so many of us as well. And what the expression, your vibe attracts your tribe. You know, we literally need each other. So if you're not speaking up, you're not helping the person that that needs you almost. Yeah. In that sense. And can we talk about your room? Sorry, I meant to ask this earlier, actually. A little bit off piece it, but I'm looking at incredible, you know, your office, because is this your office? Yeah, is this yeah. Where so you this is my it? desk. Yeah. So behind me, all the Sonic the Hedgehog pictures. That That's are, it. Amazing. Uh, they're done by a young guy who's 22 who comes here. He started doing one one week. And then I said, every week you come, you have to do me another one. So each week he does me a different Sonic picture. I absolutely pictures, like, adore it. I, if I Sorry, can everyone you, listening. Just you can't over see these. here, we've got a full right. Can you see those on the door? They're all puppy oh, yeah. dog pictures that have all been coloured in. So, yeah, wow. it's incredible. We've got because I work with people with an intellectual disability and all uh, mental health issues. We do a lot of art and craft here. Brilliant. Do you know, I, uh, I mean, why my eyes drawn to it and why I wanted to talk about it as well. It's, it's something in coaching I do a lot as well. And this yeah. goes back to us kind of, you know, finding ourselves and the authenticity with us, but also to pull ourselves out of perhaps uh, funks we might be in. The creative side of things is really important. Yes. Tapping into that right side of the brain and listening to ourselves. I mean, I talk often a great deal about um, finding purpose and how, when is it that we stop listening to that intuition that comes to us? When is it we stop listening to that creative side of us? I get it in the shower. So when I showered this morning, I was thinking, oh, I had a bit of a, um, a block on a thought. And then it just came to me because I was just doing, you know, allowing things to literally wash through me. Yep. But on the drawing side of things, I often do with um, clients or get clients to create an image or just doodle thinking about a particular challenge that they have, or perhaps even writing with a prompt or, you know, wild writing, just get it down on the page. And it's phenomenal what you can pick out from that yeah. that actually really is important for the moment or something that makes you reflect on something else, which can then equally change how you're feeling about an event or a move forward. I think also with doing sort of drawing and stuff like that with a client, it would also enable them the time to feel more comfortable around you and mm. to uh, loosen up their thinking because walking in to see a coach, a psychologist, counsellor, I think 99% of people that walk in go, oh, my God, what am I going to talk to them about? Do I want to tell them this? Do I want to tell them that? But to actually do a bit of drawing, have a bit of a fun chat, and then get into things, it makes them more relaxed and easy to talk to. You've hit the nail on the head. That is exactly it, because you're vulnerable when yeah. you come into these situations, really vulnerable, and I totally see and recognise that. And it's a very brave thing to do. I mean, let's say that first, I'm very brave. I've got my own coach. I've got my own therapist. So, and I think that's really important. I'm, I'm sure you're good self too, when you sit on the other side to understand how somebody feels. Plus also do the work on yourself to make sure you're in the right, right place, you know, to yeah. be doing this. Um, and you're quite right. Some people, you can see they're, you know, they're doing headlights and actually giving them the space, right? Okay, just write down what's going on rather. Yeah. It might be easier to get the words out, but absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely amazing. And it's thrilling as well to watch people have real light bulb moments, real kind of, oh, but all self-driven. I'm literally just a, a tool there, or I'm just literally maybe prompting through a few questions or, or just, you know, a design exercise or drawing exercise, but it's your own internal work that does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know the answers. Yeah. We know what we need to do. And it's just a little bit of a prompt to get there. Well, when I was doing my studying for counselling and they were telling us, and you just need to say this and you need to say that, and I'm thinking, oh, God, 
oh, yeah. it's going to work. And then when you sit down with someone and you're talking to them and then they go, actually, what if I did? And I go, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> And they're, like, oh. and they're so proud that they've come up with it themselves rather and than that's the most saying, important thing yeah because i've also had people just say to me well you're a counselor just tell me what to do and i go it doesn't work no. like that i help you work no. through things so you come up with the answer yeah what's the thing i mean i feel it myself if someone were to tell me what to do or say no you you need to be doing it this way i'll never do it no you've got to find it yourself and that's the brilliance and we all need sometimes someone just to poke us a bit to listen to the unspoken word as well and just say, right, okay, you've said all that, but I didn't hear this. Or in that, this hasn't been said. So how does that sit with you? Or, you know, yeah. what does that then mean? Or, okay, you said this. What does that actually mean for you? And that kind of, yeah, it's amazing. And then someone literally, oh. And yeah. that, that's magic. I've experienced it myself, that kind of really profound moment. Um, and it's beautiful. That's why I love what I do. I mean, I truly, truly adore it. To be connected to individuals to see people thrive in themselves, to see people accept themselves, to see people embody themselves yeah. and step into the light that they deserve to own and be confident with it. It's just magic, really oh, magic. It, it's, 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 well, there are no words for it, are they? Because seeing yeah. someone change and go in a new direction and think about different possibilities, whereas before, you know, I, I sometimes say to people, you know, the generation before us would work up until they're 60, 65, get a gold watch and leave their job. And that was their mm -hmm. life. They never thought about changing things. And I know life has changed nowadays and we not all jobs are permanent. Some Most of them are casual, part-time. Um, but you have to realise that, you know, if you're working, working, working and you're really not enjoying it, there are possibilities out there and you'll always find a different possibility. It might be like I did at uh, 40, went back and did my diploma in counselling. And, you know, you can do that online. You can do it over five years. You've got five years to do it. So you don't have to rush through it, do it in five years. And at the end of that five years, when you're 45, you can still be a counsellor, mm. you know, and there's lots of other things like that, like training for um uh, social welfare, uh, training in mental health, and mental health is going to balloon now because of COVID. So yeah. another qualification, which doesn't cost you a fortune, it doesn't have to be done in 12 months, you've got time to do it, and just gradually chip away at it. And at the end of it, you go, hey, actually, I'm now a mental health person, or I'm a, I don't know, but there are so many opportunities nowadays that I think when I was in my 20s, I mean, I left school at 15, and people go to me, why did you leave at 15? I was bullied, I didn't like it. So at 15, yeah. I left, 40, I went back and studied. I, I did lots of things in between there. I I've had yeah. my hand in so many different things. But, you know, you can change your life. You don't have to be doing the same thing. Life changes Definitely. you and it's time to change. Oh, what a good little, oh, I love that. I see what you did there. <laughs> That's amazing. Brilliant. But you're so right as well. And it's not just, it's about learning and developing yourself. You know, we can't know too much. We literally cannot know too much. But the more we learn, the more we're able to share it as well. Definitely. The more we're able to interact with people, the more we're able to give. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. When I did my that. diploma in counselling, it was life-changing. I started ch uh, changing the way I thought. I used to be a real black and white person and I had a mentor for probably half the diploma 
And she said to me, do you know how many shades of grey are in black and white, between black and white? And I'm Mm. like, no. And she goes, thousands. And then I went, okay. She said, so you don't have to think this or that. There's so many more opportunities. And after that, I started to think outside the box. And I learned so much about myself that it just changed my whole outlook on life. Yeah. Yeah. It really makes you think a bit differently. and. Where you want to, and I, I, I mean, I encourage anyone to have that kind of thought as well, particularly if you feel stuck at the moment and you're not sure where to go or what to do or want change. I mean, let's face it, COVID has really had a profound impact on a lot of us because it's got us questioning actually what's really important. So I think it's good to ask yourself questions. It's really good to keep yourself on your toes anyway, to continually think about, am I in the right place? Where do I want to be? Yeah. And perhaps some good questions. My coach asked me these a year or so ago. And they were the best questions at the time that I was, I was asked in the coaching space. And she said to me, where do you want to be in two years time? Think about what is it you want to be doing in two years time? What do you want to be known for in two years time? And when you're not in the room, what do you want people to be saying about you? Right. And they're really good. Yeah. They are. See your eyes. I like that last and one. Yeah, yeah. 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 The last one's very good. Really good. And it literally just gets your mind thinking slightly differently, particularly that last one. You're very right. Cause you know, we can often think of goals and whatnot, but ha- ha- just allowing that creative to go and just, you know, seed it in there. Don't have to answer it now. Crack. It's too much. Don't want to think about it, but then come back to it. Maybe write it down, see yeah. what comes out. And don't be, you know, if it's a really big goal, the hugs, the, you know, huge, unbelievably great goals, don't worry about it. Don't allow it to overwhelm you. Just think about it, put it down and then come back to it. Okay, well, what could that look like? How does it look? The thing is when we focus on, you know, oh, I want to be a world leader or whatever it might be. Let's just say that as as an example. (laughs) Yeah, it could terrify you. I'm sat in my room here now. Well, I can't do that. But then it's about chunking it down, you know, and that's the whole the whole business with coaching, if you like, if we're, if we're doing it in a, you know, very kind of a simplistic format, chunking it down to, okay, so what would it look like to get there? So then we yeah. can start thinking about how and what the next step is. The next step might just be contacting your local council or, you know, having a call or getting on a podcast or listening yeah. to podcasts, Yeah. but thinking about the immediacy so we don't get overwhelmed with the future. Yeah. And that's what I like about goals, because some people will say, oh, you know, but my goal I want to do is too big. And yet when you break it right down, and it could be you set up five or six smaller goals to go towards the bigger goal so that they can see these little achievements as they go. And then all of a sudden, right now you're working for the council as a community leader. You never thought you'd get there, but look how far you've come, you know. And then from there they can go, okay, well, actually I wouldn't mind trying to get into local government. Okay, it's it's a possibility. Anything is a possibility when you look at it and break it down. Yeah, absolutely. And then celebrate the success as well. Yeah. We all t- we all move on to the next thing quite quickly and that's also important, but celebrate the success. You know, if some people it might just be getting out of bed in the morning. Celebrate it. That's absolutely incredible. Uh, you, wherever you can and I I tend to journal. I don't know about you Daniel. I I try to journal daily, although I do it less frequently now. And I, I write three things I'm grateful for every day. Yep. And if I can't think of something to be grateful for, what went well? So what? So I'm thinking, you know, get, getting the right side of the brain going. We're trying to engage the positive neural pathways, keep getting them off the negative because we are hardwired. Why? But we are hardwired for the negativity. So finding the gratitude. What do I want to let go of as well? One thing to let go of every day. I think about, 
more often than not, it's doubt because that still plagues me, not going to lie. And then an intention. What do I want to do today? So it might be for me today. I want to speak to the incredible man that's Daniel. So I've got that done. It doesn't. Yeah. Can I speak to him too? <laughs> Again, it doesn't have to be massive, but you can tick the one thing off and you feel good. Yeah. So it's a really good thing. If, you know, if anyone's, you know, kind of finding themselves stuck, start doing that as well, because it's really helpful, really helpful. Well, look, I used to always live by lists. I would always have an A4 book and I would write my lists half and half, half in the bottom, half in the top, what was urgent. And then for a while there, I thought, I don't want to do this anymore. And I just had holidays for three weeks. And in the holidays, I started writing down again what I wanted to get done. And I found I got a lot more done by crossing it off because I was like, oh, I got that done today. And tomorrow I'll do that. And the next day I'll do that. Whereas when you've just got it stuck in your head, you forget. And then you go, oh, I was going to do that. Yeah. And how do you feel after you've done it? I feel amazing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I've done that today. Oh, I've, been, I've got something in my, in my calendar. This was last week, actually. I just kept pushing it day after day after day. And I was like, no, I'm going to do it now. Did it? Felt epic. It yeah. was the tiniest thing I needed to do, hence why it kept being moved. But I did it. And that was the best thing I did that day. Yeah. Because it's ju- you've got it off your list. So there's, there's a lot to be said for it in terms of how it makes us feel. Definitely. And what was your podcast called? It's called Seize the Day. Seize the day. And if people are looking for it, you're on Apple. All over. Yeah, I yeah, think everywhere. on all of them now, everywhere. Yeah. So you and it's sort of a yellow it. background with your face. It's It's got, yeah, do you know what? Actually, that's brilliant. It's got yellow text. I think it's a, maybe a grey background and basically my, my face. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, you can either search by my name or Seize the Day and it will come up. Oh, yeah, it is grey with like yellow you, text. Daniel, yeah, I thought you were in front of yellow. Absolutely incredible people. It's magic, just engage like this. I've really enjoyed this. I can feel the energy, your smile, really lovely conversation. But being able to do that, you know, is is magic. Sometimes I'll do solo shows where I'm just offering some tips and tools in a coaching capacity. But other other times I'll get folk on to talk about their journey, yeah, how they got to where they are and what they might offer as a bit of advice for anyone listening. I had a lady recently who is coming up. uh, Well, she'll be on before yours goes out. And she has worked on Neighbours, Wentworth, um, and she's also a nurse and she's um, now a marriage celebrant. And she was talking in the podcast about people had said to her she should do a one-woman show. Now, we spoke for an hour and a half and towards the end I said to her, well, you said before you didn't have enough about your life to talk about and we've spoken for an hour and a half, so I'm sure you can get on stage and do that for an hour and a half. And she's like, have we really spoken that long? And I go, yeah, you know, That's it's just amazing. been really interesting. That, yeah. and, and she said to me, well, it must have yeah. been good because otherwise I don't talk that long. <laughs> Oh, that says something, doesn't it? The comfort that you give to your guests when they're on as well. I mean, I've been listening to your show. Honestly, it's really fabulous. I love how you put it together. I love how you um, interact with your guests, with the questions as well, but how intimate and very informal it is. And you feel the natural energy of the conversation as it flows, which makes it really lovely to listen to. Look, I have done a couple. I have done a couple with questions. With people who I, like if it's a major organisation, I've just had a few bullet points here. Yeah. But I usually find that I don't really look at that because just listening to the person, the questions come out anyway. And I think that's a lot more engaging to people who are listening than if I said to you, so, Natalie, what did you do when you were growing up? 
what did you want to be, you know? And then you'll just say, I wanted to be a spaceman. And I go, okay, you wanted to be a spaceman. All right, so what did you actually start doing? Oh, I was a civil civil engineer. Uh, That's it, yeah, yeah. Oh, great, civil engineer. You know, but the questions and answers are more uh stall has it's not stalled they're more i know what you mean clips almost just an yeah. answer whereas when we're yeah. just talking lots of things come out and like you say i'm looking at you we're talking we're on zoom i can see where we're going we can chat we stop and start but it's so natural because we know where we are and we feel comfortable talking to each other do you know that's yeah i do the same i research my clients and i've got a couple of questions that well, I mean, I, I'd be interested anyway, so I'll ask them, but some really key things I'd like to ask. But then I, t- I tend to not look at it and, and unless, you know, the conversation calls out for, okay, well, I want us to go on this specific topic now because I think it'd be really helpful and beneficial. But yeah, you let it flow and just allow people to talk. This comes back to the kind of coaching and um, counselling side of things as well. It's listening. Yep really listening to what somebody says and when you do that then you can pull out of the conversation and bring it back into to you pull out of the 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 content that somebody said and bring it back into the conversation and highlight the points okay well that's brilliant yeah as you you know and that's that's really wonderful and that's all about just listening yeah and and that's one of the things i think I find a lot with people when you're talking to them, it's almost like they're ready to jump in and answer what you're saying and you haven't even finished what you're talking about. And like I said to you before we started, I said, look, if we stuff anything up and we have to stop and then restart, I can usually remember 20 seconds of what you just said before so I can recap you on what you have to say. And that's really good if you can do that because whenever you're talking to someone, you can always remember what they're saying. Yeah, I think it's it's Stephen Covey, isn't it, who said that. Uh, more often than not, people aren't listening to understand or hear you. People are listening for the, and waiting for their turn to speak. Yes. So that, you know, the, and, and also the advice monster that exists within each of us, we always want to fix people's problems for them yeah. rather than, you know, helping them get to it for themselves. Oh, I know what you need there. <laughs> and look, we, we do have our We're own all, opinions. We all do it, yeah. And, yeah, and exactly. sometimes we just want to get our opinion out and we're thinking, oh, you just be quiet I know so I can best. speak. <laughs> exactly so that's just good for the audience that are listening to realize that we're not these gods we do the same as everybody else when we're talking here though we can be very professional yeah and then when this ends now in a moment we'll be what (laughs) (laughs) all right so your nms coaching whereabouts are you in england uh northwest london so literally just on the end of the central line Okay. If you know London at all. If that Look, I do. When I go the there, I can hop on and off the tube and I know where I'm going. But as you're telling me, I've got no idea where it is. What line is it? Is that the red so one? If, that's the red one. Yeah. So near out where he, um, Heathrow is, if I'm to kind of geographically position me, near, near where Heathrow is in terms of northwest. Okay. So it's quite a nice location, actually, because I've got quite a few motorways near me. So easy access to get around the country. Yeah. And I'm close enough to town to be in town within half an hour. When I say town, London town. Yep. But that I'm out sufficiently, so you know you're not in town if you've got yeah. more, you know area or more space and whatever. I've I, mean, sp- I love London. I've spent so much it. time on my holidays in London that when I I've haven't. gone over to London with different people, um, they've gone to get their map out, and I go, no, 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 I know where we are. We just have to go down here on this tube and across there, and then swap over and go on to that one. So I know my way around London. Probably not as much now. I haven't been for ten years, but. Yeah, I used to know exactly where I was going. Didn't I? Was it on one of your podcasts? You talked about doing a museum tour or something. Oh, uh, yeah. When I like was, 20 odd. 
Uh, no, I think that was when I was about 35. We spent five, six days in London. And wow. I think four of the days were just going to museums. But we went to the museum that has the Rosetta Stone and has something else in there. And we just went in, saw the Rosetta Stone, ran all the way through to the next thing we wanted to see. And you miss so much, but we had so miss, many museums yeah. we wanted to see and things we wanted to see that you just ran. Yeah. Well, do you know what? I mean, I live here and there's loads of stuff that I've not seen. Isn't that always the way that you, you know, and in fact, that's again, talking of COVID and, and forgive me for re repeating what it's brought to the situation. But I used to walk around. I used to go to work, head down on the tube, that kind of commuter walk, never really saw anything. Yeah. With this downtime that we've had, and, and let's maybe call it that because it has felt a bit like that. When I go outside, I see things differently. I'm like, was that there before? Was that there before? I've actually got my eyes open. Yeah. And I'm taking in the world a lot more where it rushed through it too much. So, yeah, I really understand what you're saying that you, you there's so much here. There's so much history. You don't get to see it. I think I actually didn't even look at it before I walked in blinkers. Yeah. So now I see things more and, and enjoy it, which is amazing. Yeah, because look, when we came back from England, then we started going to all the galleries here and I knew the big ones were here, but then there were so many little ones that I hadn't been to. But there's nothing yeah. like being in London or Paris and being able to be in touching distance of a famous painting and be able to see it really up close. When they tour here with them, you are so far back from it because there's so many people oh, that oh, you don't yeah. get to see the actual brush strokes. I know that's sounding a little bit OCD, but I love seeing the picture. No, up really I get that. Look, you've got art behind you. I totally understand where you're coming from. It's yeah. important. Definitely. All right, well, we, sh we should wrap up. So you're a clarity coach. It's Natalie Miller-Snell. You're from NMS Coaching. It's time to change. And what are you on uh, Instagram? What's your handle? It's uh, at NMS Coaching, I think. Yeah, 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 at NMS Coaching. Coaching. Mostly everywhere is at NMS Coaching. I saw your link tree and I need to talk to you about that at some stage to fix myself a link tree. But um, look, if anyone emails me oh, or messages me, no problem. I'm going to pass them on to you because, uh, yeah, you're fabulous. It was really good to talk oh. to you. I'm so glad we got time to do it. I am too. Do you know what? Thank you for making my morning so amazing. I'm going to have a spring in my step now. So thank you, Daniel. Really enjoyed it. And thanks everyone for listening as well. I appreciate it. That's all right. Well, until we speak again, thank you for joining me. Bye-bye, Natalie. Well, that was another episode of Life Changes You. If you want to contact us, we're available on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And we also have a website, lifechangesyou.com.au. So until next time, take care of each other and thanks for listening.